You're listening to episode 18 of the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, How to Run a Successful Donors Choose Project. On to the episode. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to leave normal and live your dream life? Farah from Mrs. Shipley's classroom and her husband, Kevin, a retired police officer, left normal to pursue their passions of becoming location independent and seeing the world. Travel along with your hosts as they share what it's like to be full-time traveling entrepreneurs while living their dream. On the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, you will get tips and strategies for your classroom, running an edupreneur empire, and hear about their journeys as they travel. Grab your favorite beverage and welcome to the show. Hey, 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 Field Trippers, welcome back to the adventure. I'm your host, Farrah Henley, and I'm the creative mind behind Farrah Henley Education, which includes Mrs. Shipley's Classroom, the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, and MSC Digital Learning Lab. Here at the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, I strive to share actionable tips and strategies for teachers, growing and aspiring teacherpreneurs, and those that have a heart for traveling. If you are new to the show, welcome. We are so happy you found us. And if you are a returning listener, what's up, my field trippers? Today's episode is for my teacher friends out there who are struggling to get specific things for their classroom or supplies or project supplies for different projects they want to do in their classroom, this episode is for you. And we are going to dive in to a website that I discovered years ago in my teaching career, and that is donorschoose.org. But before we dive into the details, let's take a minute to take care of some housekeeping issues. So here at the Field Trip Teacher, we love hearing from you, our listeners. The DMs, emails, and reviews that you send us are one of the brightest spots in our day. We have received so many amazing messages from you where you share how it is your dream to work for yourself, travel, or just leave the job that you're not happy in. And that might mean just taking a position in a different school district or moving grade levels, whatever that looks like for you. But in order for us to have the greatest impact on the teachers, teacherpreneurs, and travelers in our audience, we have got to have visibility. Starting this week, we are going to try something new. One of my goals here with the show is to have a huge impact on teachers, teacherpreneurs, and my fellow travelers. In order to do that, visibility is a must. Reviews and ratings of the podcast will allow us to have a greater impact on all our listeners like you because reviews help platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify get the show in front of potential listeners that will benefit from what I share here each week. So what we are striving to do is get 100 five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts to help with getting the podcast out there. So here's what I need from you. If you will take a moment to jump over to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review, then take a screenshot with your phone, then jump over to Instagram and share your screenshot. And be sure to tag us in the screenshot that you share. And you can do that by tagging at Farrah Henley Education. And every person that leaves a review and 
takes a screenshot and then tags us on Instagram, we are going to enter each one of those shares and tags into a drawing for a $250 Amazon gift card. Now, regardless as if you are a teacher, teacherpreneur, or a traveler, you know that that Amazon gift card can go a long way. So jump over, leave us a review, screenshot it, then share and tag us on IG. Remember, that's at Farrah Henley Education, and we will enter you into the drawing. And once we hit 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will draw a winner and announce it here on the show and on social media. How fun is that? I'm so excited about that. So, okay, so let's dive into today's content. As educators, we all know how expensive our careers can be. If the school will not or cannot provide the funding for various classroom supplies or projects, it often falls on teachers to foot the bill. It's just the way it is. It's the way it's been, and it's the way it will probably continue to be as much as we would like to change it. But because many educators know this, my hope is that many educators also know about this amazing website, donorschoose.org. And if you have not heard of this or you have not taken the time to actually go over there and look into it or set up a project, then this episode is definitely for you. Running a successful Donors Choose project can make a life-changing difference in your classroom. So let's talk a little bit about what Donors Choose actually is. So Donors Choose is a program that was started by a teacher who found himself making copies of a book. Can I get an amen? We've all been there. As he was making copies of over 100 pages of text, he thought to himself how much money, as well as his colleagues, have spent on these books, art supplies, and more. Not to mention that really and truly copying pages out of a book like that is probably going against copyright. He also thought that there were probably people out there who would help, and he was right. Along with his colleagues, he put up 11 projects to start. Guess what? They were funded by people out in the world. They allowed the program DonorsChoose.org to grow from a simple website to a resource all teachers can use no matter where they teach. Sounds amazing, right? But you may be wondering what kind of projects you can post or what you can do to help your project get funded. So I'm going to share some tips and strategies for making your Donors Choose project a complete success. First things first, you can literally post any project that you want. If you want 30 iPads for your classroom, ask for it. If you need 200 pencils to make it through the school year, ask for it. So what can you ask for when it comes to Donors Choose project? Well, literally anything that you may want or need. So how do you get that project funded when there are hundreds of projects for donors choose to choose from? Well, it does take a little bit of work, but it is absolutely doable. I have had three projects over my teaching career funded, and I honestly had a list of about 50 more that I could have done. It was just those those big three, and they were actually very big projects. They weren't small projects for you know construction paper or supplies or things like that. They were major projects. One was for um, a set of iPads for my classroom. One was for flexible seating for my classroom, and another one was for a professional 
professional development because I wanted to go to a conference so that I could hone my skill and craft as a teacher and take that back and implement that in my classroom. And all three were funded. But I'm going to share with you some five, um, five tips that are going to help you with your next Donors Choose project and help you see success with those. So tip number one is to read all about it. One way to make sure you're getting your project noticed is to look at other projects like it on Donors Choose. Make sure that what you have isn't the same as what someone else has. And when I say that, I'm talking about make sure that what you're saying about your project isn't the same as what somebody else is saying. It's okay to have similar projects, but you want to make sure that yours is unique to you as far as what you're going to be using it for, how it's going to impact your students. But reading other projects can give you some ideas on what to include in your description because your description is all your donors have to go off of. It is very important in making your project successful successful. You want to make sure that you include what you need, why you need it, what you're going to be using it for, and most importantly, how it's going to impact your students because that's really what donors care about. So tip number two is it's not what you know. We all know the saying, it's not always what you know, it's who you know. While this can make many of us roll our eyes, It's really true. One way to get your project noticed is to know who some of your donors are. You can do this by advertising your project on social media or on your school's website. You can talk to corporations associated with your school, um, different businesses in your community, and even your family. One school's insurance company donates to schools all the time. They actually budget for it in their fiscal budget. So use your resources. There are people out there that want to help you help your students. And by advertising and networking, you are setting your Donors Choose Project up for success. Tip number three is something that I really thought about with my first Donors Choose Project when I was asking for iPads, but it, tip number three is don't always go big. So on my first Donors Choose Project, I wanted iPads for my first graders, and I really and truly wanted a class set of iPads, but I knew with my first project that I probably didn't want to go that big right off the bat. If this is your first project, don't go big right away. You have to dip your toe into the pool before you jump in. One of the best things you can do is start with a small project and work your way up to a big project. For example, you may start with asking for a donation for basic art supplies such as glue, markers, crayons, and scissors. Then, after you get a few projects under your belt, you can ask for bigger objects and class sets of things like the iPads or cameras to help document your school year. Asking for something big isn't bad. But just like anything, donors choose takes practice, and not getting a big project funded right away can be frustrating. A successful donors choose project right away will keep you motivated to use the great forum and continue to post projects on the platform. And this is very true when I got my iPads. I asked for just a few iPads when I did it. Now, thinking back when I really think about it, I was very stressed at the very end of my project simply 
simply because it was coming down to the wire and I was so afraid it wasn't going to get funded. And last minute, I did get a corporation that came in and finished out the the funding for it. But it was very frustrating. And, and I wasn't even asking for that many iPads. So just think about that when you're doing your projects. Do a small project first, maybe a couple of small projects, and then go for the big ones. Tip number four is something that we teach our students, or at least I hope you're teaching your students, and that's needs versus wants. This is all about being practical and ties in with not always going big. I know it would be great for every student to have this or that in their hands, but you have to ask yourself, do we really need to do this? Is there another way I can do this project so that it doesn't cost as much? When you put your project up on Donors Choose, you have to justify why you want to do this project. Essentially, you're going to be selling your project to someone you may not know. If your project isn't practical or it's not easy for someone to see the benefit, it can be difficult for your project to get funded. Make sure your project is practical and useful, and it's not only good classroom practice, but it's good for a successful Donors Choose project as well. Tip number five is to teach from the heart. When you write about your project, write from the heart. Don't use a bunch of educator mumbo-jumbo language. Remember, you're not writing to other educators to fund your project. Now, that doesn't mean that educators, like myself, don't get on the platform and support other teachers and their projects. But most of your donors are going to be parents, corporations, bankers, businessmen and women that are going to be going on there looking for a way to help teachers in the classroom. So when you are talking to your potential donors, don't use all of that educator mumbo jumbo language that they're not going to understand. Tell the donors what you want to do, why you want to do it, and the impact it will have on your students' lives. This is not really a business arrangement. It's more of a charitable donation. We don't go sit down with someone and discuss why we should donate to their cause, whether that's fighting breast cancer or funding your local fire department. We see there is a need and we just donate. Education is one of those things. People want our future generation to be ready to face whatever the world is going to look like. They realize teachers are on the front lines when it comes to preparing students for the task. People want to donate. Otherwise, they wouldn't log on to the website. The best thing you can do is speak from that great big heart of yours and tell them why your project should be funded. There are so many cool things you can do through Donors Choose. It's completely free, and that is probably the best part of it out of everything. While it can be difficult to get funded right away, if you follow the tips that I have suggested, it can be well worth your time. A successful Donors Choose project can do so much for you and for your students, which is why we do it in the first place. If you haven't logged on to Donors Choose yet, make sure you jump online and try it out today. Thank you so much, Field Troopers, for listening in today. You can find today's show notes and any links mentioned today over at thefieldtripteacherpodcast.com. If you would like to connect with us on social media, you can find Farrah Henley Education over on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Those links will be in the show notes as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can get the latest episode delivered right to your device 
on your favorite podcast listening platform. And remember, please go over and leave us a review over on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. If you take a screenshot, tag us at Farrah Henley Education over on Instagram. We'll get you entered into that drawing. And if you have a topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, be sure and drop us an email at hello at thefieldtripteacherpodcast.com. Keep enjoying this field trip called life, and we will see you on the road. And that's a wrap on the latest episode of the Field Trip Teacher Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find today's show notes at thefieldtripteacherpodcast.com. If you haven't already rated and reviewed the show, be sure to jump over to iTunes and leave a review. Leaving a review helps other teacher creatives find the podcast. We love hearing from our listeners as well. So send us a note at hello at thefieldtripteacherpodcast.com. And until then, keep being educational rock stars, and we will see you on the road.